This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Nudge Podcast, hosted by Phil Agnew and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. You can learn the science behind great marketing with bite-sized 20-minute episodes packed with practical advice from admired marketers and behavioral scientists. Nudge is a fast-paced but still insightful with real-world examples that you can apply. A recent issue talked about the, the idea of getting your customers, your prospects in the habit of buying from you or listening to you or following you, habit-based marketing. Download Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Sam Garg. He is the founder and CEO at Write Sonic, an AI writer that helps you write long form blog posts and articles in 15 seconds. Quite a promise. We're going to dig into that. So Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, John. Very glad to be here. I always like to, you know, we talk, we're going to talk about your current product service company, but I always like to get a little bit of backstory on what, what is your entrepreneurial journey looked like that led you to, to want to start this company? For sure. Yeah. So I'm sort of like a software engineer by background. I'm graduated in 2019. And since I was like 12 years of age, been building multiple different websites and apps. So I started building, you know, like simple websites, like personal websites and lots of other things. Possibly I've built like 10, 15 different micro startups, as I like to call them over the last five, six years. And then what kind of started Right Sonic was like, whenever you're promoting any digital product on, you need a landing page, right? Like if you're not launching a product hunt or Hacker News, wherever you're launching, you'd need a landing page. So that was the point, pain point that I was having personally. So I wondered like, you know, how about I train an AI model that, you know, kind of learns from the copy of the top brands like Apple and Stripe and Coca-Cola and all that, and then kind of writes the copy for me because I didn't have any marketing or copywriting experience at that point. So that was the starting point. So I built it for myself. People started liking it. And then, yeah, we, we sort of grew and, you know, we have a good amount of team members now and we've got some funding by Y Combinator and stuff. Yeah. It's amazing how, man, I bet you it's 50% of the companies are started out there as somebody saying, well, I needed this thing for me and I couldn't find it. So I yeah. thought, wow, there might, I better just make it. Exactly. You know, everything, like I, I get, you know, these marketing emails from people all the time now and somehow they're working AI into everything. Like, you know, it's whether yeah. it actually uses AI or not, it's kind of cool to say that it does. So it's becoming a crowded space, really. How do you hope to differentiate Write Sonic, particularly in the AI writing space? Yeah, no, I mean, I get asked that question a lot. You know, there's lots of companies in this space. It, you know how email marketing is? Right. There, there was MailChimp and then there's like hundreds of different companies now. So what I like to kind of say there is, you know, we were, I would say the second company who got started in this space and we are in the top three right now. Yeah. Our core strength is the AI background that I bring and then the team members that we have there. So we are constantly experimenting with, you know, state-of-the-art AI models. And our core strength is the product and the features that we build. So we have a very fast shipping speed. Every week we are pumping new features yeah, out, lots of yeah. cool stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually a user and I'm amazed by that. It's like every time I go <laughs> there, there's something new. In fact, I think you just added an image editor, didn't you? 
Yeah, so we just launched PhotoSonic. So that's like, you know, generates digital art and images using AI. So that is one thing we are exploring. Very excited about that space. Yeah, that, sure. that's in its infancy, I think, but it's certainly getting a lot of that that idea, you know, especially with Dolly, with OpenAI, is really getting a lot of uh, buzz these days. So we've only got a couple minutes for you to answer a question that probably would take hours to answer. Sure. <laughs> so sure. I'll let you decide which direction you want to go with this. When you're talking to a complete novice and they say, how does AI work? What's kind of your simple explanation if there is one? Yeah. So, I mean, the way I like to think of it is, so AI is sort of like human brain, you know, it's just like how a child learns when it sees, you know, when you were a kid, you would see images of things, you know, you would learn from there. A couple of times you repeat it, let's say you're kind of learning ABCD, the alphabet. So you start with, you know, A for Apple and stuff. So you kind of you know, right, reiterating right. it in your brain, like you're just remembering. And then slowly the brain picks up, like the neural pathways become, and you kind of pick up the patterns. So that is how sort of AI works. So it's sort of like this, you know, think of like this computer that sees something again and again and again, and then sort of picks up that pattern and it kind of gets edged in its kind of neural pathways on it in its uh, sort of like system. And then it is able to replicate that for any new scenarios or any new things that you throw it throw at it. So, yeah. So, so I, and obviously I think that's a good analogy, but you forgot the part where it does it a lot faster than humans, <laughs> right? Much faster. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, so I like to tell people that I, it's basically a computer that's read everything and then is able to access everything and decide what, you know, what to bring back from that, you know, obviously at the speed of light. So you talked about, right, Sonic being in the top, you know, top tier of particularly AI writers. What have you done from a marketing standpoint to gain traction with users? Yeah. So, I mean, we have been trying a bunch of different things. So for example, SEO has worked very well for us. You know, we rank on the first page of Google for a lot of terms works very well and being a content focused company we need to be good at content marketing and at seo because if we don't do it then the customers won't trust us and they won't kind of you know believe what we are building so that's one thing we are also working a lot on social media so twitter if you see there's so many people making tweets and stuff about us now influencers some pr and stuff as well so lots of different factors that we tried so that was really going to be my next question, but I think you halfway answered it. Do you use WriteSonic in all of your own marketing? We do, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you check our landing pages, those are written by WriteSonic. Yeah. Check our blog. Most of them are written by WriteSonic with some, you know, improvements from humans, like, you know, some fine tuning and yeah. some polishing. But yeah, we use it for everything. So... so- we, you just mentioned blog posts and landing pages. What are some other ways that you see? I mean, you... I'm sure people are creating ads and social media tweets and, you know, all that. What are some innovative ways you see people using it? And again, maybe you don't, maybe you don't really have access to the ways people, but maybe you've heard. Yeah. So, I mean, apart from the 80 different use cases that we support, so people also tend to kind of mix and match different use cases. For example, we don't have a book writing use case right now where you can, you know, just write a book, but people kind of combine different tools and people have written like eBooks and stuff. People have written songs and composed like, you know, proper lyrics and stuff and written that, or they have written like quite big, like stories for children or stories in general. So lots of different use cases people are trying out for sure. And we are amazed to see things people are doing there. Yeah. Yeah, about yeah. writing an entire book. Now that that's yeah. going to be that's going to be an interesting use case someday, isn't it? So, on the flip side of that, what mistakes do you see people making when it comes to thinking about using, you know, AI technology? 
Yeah, so I mean, there are some like set of people who think that, you know, AI can just do all of their job. So without yeah. them kind of doing any editing or right. kind of any thinking, it just would do everything for them. You know, it's like a miracle. It just works and you don't do anything. But whereas what we are kind of doing here is we are targeting ourselves as an sort of like a tool that helps writers that increases their productivity. So we come right. up with the first draft that's 80% there. And then remaining 10 or 20% is where you add your own unique writing style or your unique sort of insights and then improve that before you publish it out essentially. And now let's hear from a sponsor. You know, today everybody's online, but are they finding your website? Grab the online spotlight and your customer's attention with SEMrush. From content and SEO to ads and social media, SEMrush is your one-stop shop for online marketing. Build, manage, and measure campaigns across all channels faster and easier. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Get seen? Get SEMrush. Visit SEMrush, that's S-E-M-Rush.com slash go to try it free for seven days. Yeah, and that's actually the way I tell people as well that, you know, don't think of it as done. Just think of it as, as you know, you now don't have to do the research and some, exactly. some of the grunt work, right? So, yeah. so the flip side of that then, you know, what are some tips to get the best end product? The best ones, the best results that you get out of any AI model, whether that's for image or text, is when you give it good inputs. Right. So the better the inputs, the better your outputs would be. So with these generative AI models, whether that is for text or image, the quality of the input sort of is directly proportional to your output. So the more in-depth and like detailed and very specific prompts or descriptions that you give to the AI, the better the text or the output would generate. Especially. Yeah. I have found as a user that each step, if I iterate a little more, so if it gives me an introduction you know, from a headline, I'll actually edit that introduction a little bit. And then let's say I want five steps to do blah, blah, blah. I will actually probably edit each of those five steps. And I find that way I really get the best. So it really is kind of a four or five step process to get a blog post written, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like you work together with the AI, sort of like as an assistant, right. and that's where the magic happens. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so talk a little bit about the images and the image product. How are you seeing, you know, right now, I feel like it's almost just a playground for a lot of people that, you know, they're just going in and seeing, wow, it's amazing. It did that. But what are, what are some of the end use cases really going to be? I mean, do you see people actually creating images that they want for, or illustrations that they want for their websites that could go with their brand? I mean, how far do you think that the image creation can go? So, yeah, I mean, it has come like a long way. Just last year, if you were to kind of look at DALI or clip right. models, they were like not there. The, the images were very bad. But just in the last two months since DALI came and now Stable Diffusion and Mid Journey, all these different models came up. Yeah. So the quality has improved by a lot. Where we are seeing the most amount of use cases right now, and of course, the models are still developing, you know, every day the improvements are happening. But what we, where we are seeing uh, people using it is for stock images. So earlier where you would get it from Unsplash or these sites, same image you can find on like 100 different sites, right? So there's yeah, no yeah, personalization. Yeah. There's no kind of unique thing there. So now people can basically, we are even building this thing, right? So Shutterstock and all these sites, they, they charge you like hundreds of thousands of dollars for one image. So what you can do is basically take the same description or that link, you put it in Photosonic and it will give you a same image, like similar image for that same context, but it would be like hundred times cheaper than that. Yeah. So these are some of the use cases. And then beauty, uh, not beauty, like fashion and stuff like, you know, you have 
different clothes so you can kind of try it out through the ai you know different combinations ah. or furniture you can you know let's say on, on airbnb or something you have a flat like an empty apartment but you want to show it fully furnished so basically you, you tell the ai you know put a couch there add some lighting and these kinds of things and it would make it look very cool and then yeah. that that you can put on zoopla or all these platforms so so, yeah. so who's driving or what technology is driving all of the this image creation so in other words people talk about gpt3 you know for the you know for the article writing but what's driving the images so images basically there's this technology called kind of latent diffusion uh -huh. where you know all these models dali stable diffusion all of them are based on that yeah. and google also is very deep into to you know their own image recognition aren't they isn't that a lot what drives this so not image recognition i would say image recognition is sort of like a different space okay. but yeah google recently released this model called image gen that is sort of like similar to dali and it's kind of doing a similar sort of thing. And part of that, part of their rationale for that is, is for SEO purposes or, or for search purposes, right? To be able to recognize what's in a photo. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything is related to that for Google. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Sell more ads somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. What's, what's coming in AI in your view? I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, three, four years ago, it was still talked about almost like science fiction. Now people are seeing it every day or not even realizing that they're experiencing it every day. But what's, so what's out there three to five years from now? Yeah. So the, where, the way we look at it is, almost everything will have some sort of AI element in it. Yeah. So right, like last year, kind of this whole AI writing industry blew up. Now it's time for images. And then next year it would be videos and then music. And, uh, you know, so sort of like all of these fields would sort of democratized by AI. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what we see. Video probably in a couple of months or maybe an year down the line, we'll see videos also being made using AI, like movies and all sorts of stuff happening through AI, PowerPoint presentations and everything. Basically, we can see creative fields essentially coming so, up. So what do you tell a creative? What do you tell a, a copywriter or an illustrator? Are they going to be out of work in three years? Or is there some way in which they need to participate strategically in using AI? So, yeah, that's one thing that, that many people ask us. Sure. So the AI... AI, where it is at right now, it is not here to replace jobs. It is basically here to augment the, you know, the way the people work. So instead of, for example, for writers, instead of the AI replacing them, it's more like augmenting them. Yeah. And basically, for example, you know, freelancers, freelance writers, what they used to do in like one month with help from AI, now they can do it in like one week yeah. or even lesser, like a couple of days. So yeah. they can get kind of more projects. They can make more money. They can kind of make more clients. So it's a win-win for them as well if they kind of use it productively and in, in a good way. So that's yeah. what we say. You know, I'm really advising, I coach a lot of marketing agencies and we're, you know, we're just telling everybody that will listen, you have to be using AI to become much more Absolutely. efficient with your clients in the marketing space. I mean, it's just a given. What's what's coming for Right Sonic in, the, in your roadmap? Yeah, so I mean... Uh, of course, there's the writing space. So right now we are focusing solely on blog and long form writing. Right. We do 80 other use cases as well, but 80% of our users are using our blogging tools. So SEO, and this is all that we'll be focusing on. How can we produce very SEO optimized articles and blog posts that can be ranked on Google easily? So that's one thing. And then apart from that, as I mentioned, you know, we, we are right now we are kind of experimenting with images. 
and then next it's coming for videos and then photosonic so then video sonic and then we have kind of lyric sonic or something and then slide sonic for powerpoints and stuff nice. so we are going to kind of explore all these different things yeah. where we can kind of the whole marketing pipeline or the whole pipeline we can sort of you know optimize using ai essentially awesome exciting stuff well sam thanks for joining the duct tape marketing podcast you want to tell people where where they can find out more about right sonic and maybe connect with you even yeah, for sure. First of all, really glad to be here. Lovely chatting with you, John. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so RightSonic, you can find at rightsonic.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-S-O-N-I-C, rightsonic.com. Or you can just Google it. And yeah. Awesome. Well, great. Hopefully, we'll uh, I'll keep reaching out to you, Sam, just as I experiment with AI and with RightSonic. And hopefully, sure. we can stay connected. Yeah, right. awesome. Thank you very much, John. Really appreciate it. Take care. Hey, and one final thing before you go. You know how I talk about marketing strategy, strategy before tactics. Well, sometimes it can be hard to understand where you stand in that, what needs to be done with regard to creating a marketing strategy. So we created a free tool for you. It's called the Marketing Strategy Assessment. You can find it at marketingassessment.co, not .com, .co. Check out our free marketing assessment and learn where you are with your strategy today. That's just marketingassessment.co. I'd love to chat with you about the results that you get.